We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC. Get back to living your best life. To schedule an appointment with an orthopedic expert, visit upmc.com slash centralpaortho. We've all heard the age-old saying, your net work is your net worth. And with the trend of entrepreneurialism on the rise, this quote is becoming more and more true. A recent study conducted by Vox Media found that while millions of Americans are still quitting their jobs in search of better employment, many of them are doing so in the hope of never having to work for someone else ever again. The pandemic has reversed a decades-long decline in the pace of entrepreneurship. And with a record number of business IDs in 2021, 2022, and 2023, this according to census data that goes back to 2004, we will discuss this with Gibran Jones, who is a digital marketing professional with 20 plus years of experience and also serves as a keynote speaker, corporate trainer and marketing consultant. And in addition to his IT degree, he is certified by Meta or Facebook as a lead trainer, digital marketing associate, media and media planning professional. And I'm honored to have him on The Spark with us today. Gibran, how you doing? I am great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. So um, so starting off, uh, the recent rise in entrepreneurialism, what's your take on this? I think people long for freedom. Mm. I think they we came up and you had to get a job and you had to do it uh, the the one way. Mm. And now with so many more tools at our disposal, digitally and in person, it's a lot more convenient to start a business. Now, when I think of entrepreneurship, I don't think that means you quit your full time job, mm. but you have some control over your income if your job does go away or you have the opportunity to leave your job. Now, with um, with this uh, quitting your job, uh, we we see it online all the time. Uh, pe- pe- people saying making 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 that leap of faith, making that yes, jump of faith. Yes. You know, what's your take on it? Because it, it, it's, it sounds like you're more of the strategic type uh, versus, you know, just jumping and hoping that the wind catches me, so to speak. Right. Uh, life is strategic. Mm. You know, that's how you end up in bad situations. So. I went to the military for a specific job because I wanted to work in tech. Mm-hmm. I chose my degree because I wanted to work in tech. Mm. So I kind of crafted it around that. Entrepreneurship is risky. Yeah, It's a really risky thing. Say you're making tissues and you think you got the best organic tissues there are on the market. But now you're competing with Kleenex. Mm. They're not going to let up on you because you're a small business. They're yeah. going to look for ways to copyright infringement, patent infringement. Right There are t- different types of ways to get you out the way. Mm. You have to be strategic. Who is my market? Who am I going after? Why am I on these platforms? You don't need to be on every platform. Mm. right? Why are you on specific platforms and then only execute on that strategy until you find out it doesn't work? You don't need to be on every platform. That that's something mm. that uh, that a lot of entrepreneurs that I see really try to do. You know, they try to get on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You know, in, insert social media platform yes, here, yes. and and they try to get on all of them, and then end up just kind of burning themselves out. So, 
What's your take on that? Because you said that you shouldn't be on all of them. Oh, right. Because at that point, you made yourself a social media manager. Oh, right? wow. Like, that's not your profession. You shouldn't be on all those platforms, especially if your target audience isn't there. Huh. Right. Uh, two years ago, year and a half ago, the big thing we heard when we were traveling the country doing our workshops, everybody's on TikTok. All the kids are on TikTok. Yeah. As a business owner, that's great. Mm-hmm. But the kids don't have any money. So it doesn't matter <laughs> where they are. That's not my target audience at this point in time. Yeah. You know, so it once it becomes um, not worth the effort to be on that platform, have a presence. Mm hmm. But don't spend all your time there. If you're getting more leads from Instagram, stay there. Yeah. Post on Facebook every now and then. Post on LinkedIn every now and then. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to put the same amount of effort into every platform, especially with new ones coming out every day. So a tip that I got from Kristen there is disproportionate effort for disproportionate results. Hmm. And so if you're not getting those type of results, then you might need to tone down your effort and put it somewhere where you can get more bang for your buck, more ROI. Ah, for a return of investment. Yes, yeah, indeed, indeed. Yes, that's uh, that's one of the things I would always think about, um, especially during the height of my entrepreneurial efforts. It, it would be that ROI. You know, if 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 I spend X amount of hours doing this, I want some kind of said said output yes. be because my input, you know, is it, it's going to. It's it's going to be uh, high level. Yes, sir. You know, um, so so uh, with with over twenty years uh, of experience in digital marketing, uh, how have you seen the industry evolve over time? Especially now that we're talking about social media and such. I think there's more of a not a divide, but there's two different sectors within digital marketing, mm. and you have the very technical side, and then you have the public facing side. Okay. So I I include creatives in digital marketing. Mm-hmm. They excel in video production. They Excel in the, the images and the titles and things of that sort, copywriting as well. Mm-hmm. Then you have the technical side, which is understanding the algorithm, understanding the analytics. I think over those 20 years, analytics are getting bigger. I think there are more people on social media now and digital marketing, but there's also more platforms. Mm. And so it becomes this thing where to be a professional in this field is almost to be like what I consider some of the more blue collar jobs. Being a plumber is a tough profession. You have to know what you're doing, but everyone thinks they can do it. Yeah. And I think digital marketing is like that now. Like, oh, I could do that. Right? Oh, I could do that. I use I use TikTok all the time. I use Facebook all the time. I, I could do that. But I think you need to have a, a seed. It doesn't have to be your number one. Mm-hmm. But to be in any profession, you need to have a seed of passion. Mm. Don't get into this out of desperation thinking it's going to be a quick flip. Yeah, it just doesn't work that way. You got to put in the hours. All right, and um, and I I, I want to go uh briefly back to this uh, um platform discussion. How how can an entrepreneur uh find the right platform? What what is it about certain platforms? Are are is there information that's readily available out there that help you find the right platform? How do you find the correct one? I think online there are plenty of people that will charge you for that information. <laughs> <laughs> they would love to. The truth of the matter is this. They don't know your target audience. They don't mm. know why you started your business. They don't know what you're looking to get out of your business. Yeah. It's incumbent upon you to go play. Mm. Get on every platform. Don't spend a disproportionate amount of time there. Post. What's giving you the best results? Where are you, Where's your crowd forming? Where are people mm. looking for you? That's where you need to be. 
Ah, so um, so for marketing, uh, uh, then when you consult somebody, what strategies do you tell them to, to to use to help achieve their goals without giving us the full game? Because I know that this is your <laughs> is your business. No, no. Uh, the the thing is, most don't have a strategy, so that's where we start. Mm. If you think about most business owners, big or small businesses, doesn't matter. They start with the tactic. Mm-hmm. So they'll enter the room. The meeting says. We need to do better on Facebook. Whoa. What goal is that tied to? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the goal we're looking to achieve here? Yeah. Okay, this is our goal. Okay, now what strategies are in place? And then those strategies ad- uh, address different sectors of the marketing funnel. Mm. This is a, it gets really granular. And most people aren't prepared to answer those questions. So the first thing we're going to do is get that strategy built out for you. Yeah. By the time we're done with your goals, strategies, objectives, Facebook may not even fit into your tactics. Mm. It might not even be the proper fit for what you said you wanted to achieve. Oh wow. 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 I'm I Listen here America. I'm learning <laughs> I'm learning something right now. Uh, uh because I just thought that you know you always go to Facebook. Like there's there's billions of people there are. on Facebook. Like that's that's what you start with. You know, that's your foundation. But there that's are. not necessarily the case. No, not not at all. Especially if you have like a personal page masquerading as a business page. Mm. There's a lot of back end things that you should fill out. They won't make you, but you should so they can verify who you are, that you're a legit business, so that you can post properly. There are a lot of factors into it. Everything is a profession. Mm. And so to go about it in that sense gives it the respect that it's due. So, for example, if I'm meeting with a client and they want me to do their creative, mm-hmm. I have to let them know that's not what I do. Yeah, I don't, I don't do creatives. I can give you some suggestions. I can look at a creative and, and kind of figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. But I'm not a creative. That's not that's not what I do. I'm on the nerd side. <laughs> and um, uh, you you did drop a bar there. You said a uh, personal page masquerading as a business page. Mm-hmm. How detrimental is this to your business? Because I see this all the time. Oh, yeah, it looks bad. It looks bad. But you're cheating yourself. You're not hmm. getting the tools that Meta has available to you as a business. And so, because they just see you as a personal page. So now you can't sell on your online store. For example, Mm. if I'm selling candles and I have a personal page masquerading as my business, I can't open a store on Meta. But if I actually have a business page, now I can sell my candles on Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp, which is very big internationally, Mm -hmm. all on the same platform. They'll put up a mini website basically for me because what you have to consider is, if I find you on Facebook and you say go to my website mm-hmm. and I click the link, you don't know how fast my internet speed is. So I found Very you true. on Facebook. You mm-hmm. want me to send you? You want, you want to send me to your website because you spent the money and it's a beautiful website, right? Mm-hmm. I have hundreds of tabs open. If mm. your website takes too long to load, whether it's my fault or yours, it's irrelevant. Mm. I'm off to the next thing. What if I go to your website now? I get a text message on my phone. Now I'm on to that. Yeah. I'm totally going to miss that process. But if you let me pay you where I found you, mm-hmm. you have a better chance of making that conversion. Oh, wow. All right. So um, you, you mentioned uh, these these tools uh, that, that Meta um, has to help. And you do do this as, as um, a business owner. And, and I do want to talk about that on the other side of the break. Uh, but first, uh, what tools does Meta have to, to, to help you and your business. The biggest one is uh, Facebook Blueprint. 
Mm. It's self-paced, free classes on all of their tools. And so you can get it right from them. Mm. How is how is it supposed to work? When are you supposed to use it? What instances will it not work? Proper setup. They'll give you all of that. You just have to put in the time. But all the classes are free, and I suggest everybody start there. Uh, before uh, uh, I, I ask about your business, um, what advice do you have uh, for businesses looking to adapt their marketing strategies to this ever-changing social media landscape? Do what works for you until it no longer works. Uh, just because a good a new platform comes out doesn't mean you have to jump on it. Mm. Maybe go get your username, establish your presence. I understand all of that. But you don't need to spend a lot of time there yet, mm. especially if your audience isn't over there. It, it all goes back to your strategy. If it isn't in strategy, you don't have to do it. Just wait. Keep your eye on it, but wait. If it isn't in your strategy, you don't have to do it. Man, so many gems that that, that I hope uh, the listener at home is is picking up. Uh, so uh, ju- just to give them uh, a background, uh, more of a background on, on who you are and what you do, can you tell us about, about your business and how you serve your clients? So um, born and raised uptown Harrisburg, and my mom was in tech. So my dad was an educator. My mom was in tech. Always mm. wanted to be in tech. Went to the military uh, to learn about that field. Mm -hmm. And then once we were on our way back from deployment, I signed up for school to get my degree in information science and technology Mm. from uh, Penn State Harrisburg. And then I got my first job out of college. Mm. And it was like, huh, this is cool, but this could be snatched away from me at any time. Mm. So the business was started actually as like a backup. Oh, wow. I think there's a difference between myself being able to do my profession mm-hmm. with the tools, reputation, and clients of the company that I work for, and me being able to do that on my own. Mm. that That's what makes me a professional. I can do it on my own, or I can do it with the company. Yeah, It was a challenge, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started Crimson Square in 2010. Uh, and then as of last year, uh, I put Crimson Square on hiatus, and mm-hmm. I became the lead trainer for Bootcamp Digital. And that decision was made based off of working with them, Mm -hmm. um, with Meta, and then also the vast experience and the clients that they have could really elevate me to the level I need to be. It's hard to get into bigger rooms from the outside. They're already Mm. on the inside. I've learned so much in the past two years, not about the technical side of it, Mm -hmm. right? About the business side of it. Yeah. Who do you want to speak to? How do you speak to them? How do you introduce yourself? Being on larger stages, being on bigger platforms, it's really been eye-opening. It's been challenging, too, mm-hmm. but it, it's really been eye-opening. Now, um, I, it, it, it seems like I, I have a trend here because yesterday uh, I, I was speaking with the executive director of All-Star Code, um, which is an organization that, that is uh, um, trying to get more uh, young black and brown kids, young black and brown um, um, identifying males into uh, the the tech field. So for yourself, um, as as a black man in in tech, how do you navigate that space? Being being this, you know, quote unquote, super majority. Yeah, I mean, super minority. Excuse me. First of all, I follow uh, All Star Code on IG. So shout out to them. I love the work they do. Absolutely. Uh, my son's uh, code for uh, Roblox. They try to code their own Roblox games, wow. and because I try to put it in them, mm-hmm. you know, to to be on that side of it. Um, I navigate it by just being comfortable with who I am. Mm. Some days, you know, be, you might be the only one in the room, 
but it doesn't matter because all these people are just people. Yeah. They're, they're just people. Most days I go into a room, I'm the only one speaking on my topic. Mm. And there's this pressure to uh, represent for those that I represent. Yeah. And that goes to the people I grew up around, my family, uh, my wife and sons, mm -hmm. uh, any organization I'm affiliated with. I represent all of those people, so it doesn't matter what the discussion is about. I'll put my best foot forward because I know they will be proud of me for doing so. Mm. And I, I rarely see it. I think there's a, a privilege to it as well because when you're in a super minority and you walk in the room, many people assume you have to know what you're talking about. Oh, Great point. So I really feel that pressure, too. So I mm -hmm. have to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I love it, though. It's it's a choice I made intentionally to mm -hmm. be in this world. I, I just love how it's constantly changing. I love educating people on it. It is fun. And and um and you are a a uh, certified meta lead trainer. Mm -hmm. Um, so what insights can you offer about the current state and and future state of uh, social media and and meta? Be consistent. Mm. Uh, the, it seems as if, if you look at any platform, most of the algorithms are gearing people toward discovery. So it's not so much like back in the day where they just showed you who you follow. Mm -hmm. They want to show you everybody now, mm. which means that you may have to post a little more often. And some people think, oh, well, that means they're going to see five posts from me a day. A lot of people don't like to see that. Truth is, nobody cares about your marketing more than you do. <laughs> you could post five times a day, and they'll probably see one if two of them, unless mm. they only follow you, yeah. right? So you have to put more quality out. You have to put more volume out, and then let your uh, viewers or fans and followers tell you when it's too much. They'll let you know. So then what do you say to those folks that say that uh, social media is is turning into like our, our traditional television, that there's there's... A bunch of channels, mm -hmm. and you only really tune into about three or four of them. Mm -hmm. I think that's human nature. I think it depends on who you follow, too. Mm. The algorithm's going to cater to who you follow. So if you follow uh, All Star Code and, and organizations doing that work, you'll see more of that work. The algorithm is somewhat geared toward discovery, and I understand that, but it's not that random, mm -hmm. right? So you have to, at some point, take control over who do you choose to follow or what videos you choose to engage with because you'll see more of that. So if it's a trend going on or something tragic happens and you follow it, follow it, follow it, well, now that's going to fill up your feed mm. because you're telling them you want to see more of that. So you just have to be more conscious about what you tune into. Mm. Your thoughts on this real quick, as a side note, did Al Gore create the Internet? Is that why no. it's called the Al Gore no. rhythm? No, 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 no. Listen, I was in the military. We know there's people so far away from everything. Yeah. Yeah, they, he may get credit for it. Mm -hmm. It was probably some E2 <laughs> making less than minimum wage in the basement somewhere. I was like, oh, I got to figure it out. Here you go. And he just put his name on <laughs> oh, 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 I had had to uh, had, had to ask that. I had had to have uh, some some fun here. Um, uh, but but um, uh, back back to this um, um, marketing discussion. Uh, how do you see the intersection of, of technology and marketing uh, shaping the future? I think we can reach our people now. I think mm. it's different when 
you had a few TV stations, and you had to know someone at the TV station or have a lot of money yeah. to get on that TV station. Now, not only are you looking for, quote-unquote, your people, but your people are looking for you. And so I think digital allows for that, regardless of if you want to reach 50,000 people or you just want to do local and do and get a strong 2,000. Mm. You are allowed to do that. Um, unfortunately, now... Even with billboards, you know, I see people on their phone while they're driving. So, you know, digital is where everyone is in some shape, form, or fashion. Mm, mm. So, um, so as someone with an IT degree, uh, how, how do you leverage your technical knowledge uh, to enhance these marketing strategies? To get a better understanding of how to use technologies for specific purposes. Mm. Um, to notice small things like user experience, UX, UI changes on a platform, and see that around the end of last year, I believe uh, Instagram, Netflix, Patreon, they all changed something about the way their platforms looked, mm. which is based on some type of research. Companies of that scale don't change things just because they look cool. Yeah. And so it allows me to kind of spot those and then tune in to uh, places where I can figure out why they changed those and should I implement those changes on my side. Mm. So um, in your experience, then, what common misconceptions do businesses and business owners have about digital marketing? That there's a formula to going viral. Oh, oh, I thought there was. I'm today there years was. old. <laughs> I wish there was. I wouldn't be working at all if I didn't have to go viral. <laughs> I thought I just haven't cracked the um, Da Vinci Code. No, it, there, there's a, there, there are some consistencies you should have. But other than that, really, it's going to depend on some luck, mm. right? That That's why going viral is so coveted, because it is rare, mm -hmm. you know? And then it depends on your profession, too. As a digital marketer, I don't plan to ever go viral. Mm. What I do for a living is not dinner table talk. Okay. So that's another thing. If what you do for a living is not dinner table talk, don't expect to go viral. Hmm. Right, go viral for the right reasons. You know, we can do all the latest trends and dances, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't think I want to hire a dancing lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> Jabron, this was great. Thank you for joining us on the spark. No problem. I appreciate you having me.